The Medical Alley podcast is brought to you by MentorMate. For over 20 years, the healthcare industry's largest companies have trusted MentorMate to guide their vision while designing and developing innovative digital products. Whether you're powering a medical device, overhauling your backend architecture, or reimagining your patient experience, MentorMate can help. Their global team takes a personalized and in-depth approach to deliver secure solutions in all sectors of healthcare. With deep expertise in design, development, cloud, and software support, MentorMate helps healthcare clients administer state-of-the-art care through technology. Trusted guidance, global expertise, secure integration. MentorMate delivers digital transformation at scale. Learn more at MentorMate.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone out there in Medical Alley. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Medical Alley podcast. We've got a fun one today with one of the uh, great startups, actually probably scale-ups, in the Medical Alley community. I'm joined today by Andrew Hedrick, the founder and CEO of Kavira Health. Andrew, maybe uh, you can start with, tell us a bit about yourself and tell us a little bit about Kavira Health. Yeah, Frank, thanks so much for having me on today. I've been a big fan of Medical Alley and and the work that you're doing. Been a big fan of the pod for, for quite some time now. So Thank you. thanks for having me on. As you mentioned, my name is Andrew Hedrick. I'm the founder and CEO of Kavira Health. I grew up here locally in the western suburbs of Minneapolis. I have quadruple younger siblings, which plays into the <laughs> founding story of Kavira Health because I spent a lot of time in primary care clinics and waiting rooms during my younger years. I attended Middlebury College in Vermont, where I studied economics and Chinese. I've held various roles professionally here in Minnesota, at Medtronic, at a local hedge fund, and most recently at Piper Sandler, which is an investment bank, where I completed 13 healthcare transactions worth over $4.3 billion. It was during my time at Piper that I realized just how badly the healthcare system needed a change. So uh, almost two years ago now, I founded Kavira Health in an effort to make everyday healthcare more convenient, more cost-effective, and and more accessible to all. So at its core, Kavira is essentially a subscription-based primary and urgent care clinic that delivers all care via telehealth and home visits. So we've gotten rid of the the physical clinic location, and instead we actually come to our members and deliver care in the the living room. Uh, The subscription is typically paid for by an employer, and then all care is completely free for individuals and their families. And we do a lot to make make our members' lives easier. Uh, You can message us whenever you need anything. So it's kind of like you have this provider in your pocket at all times. We can get your prescriptions delivered to your home same day, so you never have to go to the pharmacy again. Labs, that's that's blood work, so cholesterol tests, thyroid tests, A1C tests are all completely free to our members, which allow them to stay in tip-top shape or or manage their chronic conditions. Oh, it's very cool. So yeah, they can focus on doing the things that are good for their health instead of, is this going to be a copay or coinsurance or hit my deductible? Just get it done. Yeah, exactly. I, I uh, like to say what we're doing is we're removing the friction associated with seeking everyday care. We make it super easy to to access everyday care. So we've removed those copays, those insurance hassles, and the surprise bills. Uh, we've removed the actual trip to the clinic. There's no need to you know yeah. schedule everything same day. It's super easy to get a hold of us and uh, and access everyday care whenever you need anything. I've noticed. Um... You're really focused on primary care, but why, why primary care? Primary care or everyday healthcare is really important. 
Primary care is the only discipline in medicine where more care simultaneously results in better health outcomes, longer life expectancy, all at a lower cost. So investing in your health really does pay dividends. I think that idiom is true. An ounce of prevention is worth a a pound of cure. Um, It makes you healthier and it saves you money down the road. Here's the thing. Primary care visits have been decreasing significantly over the last couple of decades. People are consuming less and less care. And if you look at the reasons why, people cite high costs and inconvenience. Uh, Individuals are spending over $600 out of pocket every single year to simply cover their everyday care expenses. Wow. For a family of four, that's $2,400. And for a family of seven like mine, that's $4,200 out of pocket every single year just to manage and maintain health. Wow. On top of the high expenses, uh, it's a huge hassle to get care. I think we all kind of intuitively understand this. To get everyday care, you have to figure out who's in network, who's nearby, who's accepting new patients. You have to actually take the afternoon off of work, drive across town, sit in that stuffy germ-filled waiting room. And of course, the appointment is going to start late. So basically, it's incredibly expensive and incredibly frustrating to simply take care of ourselves. So individuals and, and myself included, are neglecting to take care of the small things, which ultimately becomes a big problem down the road. Right on. I mean, I, I think of it like as a young family, you have a sick kid, the amount of effort that you have to expend to go and get a strep test done can be a full day of work gone. And if you're a, if you work at a restaurant, you may not be able to do that. So yeah, that, that makes a ton of sense why what Kavir is doing is so focused on primary care. Exactly. Yep. That, that is exactly why our goal, why our mission is to make everyday primary care more convenient, more affordable, and more accessible for everyone. Right on. And I appreciate something you said at the start about your experiences influencing this. It's probably my favorite thing about all the work we get to do that there are people who see a problem out there and go, you know what, I'm going to do something about that. I'd be curious, I understand you mentioned, so employers often are covering the cost of this. If I'm an employer, why would I want to offer this benefit to my employees? What does it look like to offer it? Yeah, good question, Frank. So there are a few reasons that an employer might add Kavira Health as a benefit. Mm -hmm. I would say first and foremost, employers typically add benefits as a way to attract and retain talent. Basically, everyone provides some sort of health insurance at this point. So that's no longer a way to, to stand out as an as a employer. However, providing free on-demand care in the living room that actually saves employees money, that is different. And that's something that, that individuals desperately want and need. And, and so it really is a way for employers to, to stand out. Yeah. Now, I would also say there, there are Uh, kind of three buckets of employers that our clients fall into. The first is small employers that don't offer any health insurance to their employees because it's simply too expensive. They will often add, and and these are kind of, you know, the mom and pop shops, the landscaping firms, the restaurants of the world uh, that that employ a lot of, uh, you know, part-time employees maybe. The health insurance is really expensive. And so they're not, it's not really feasible to, to provide that. However, providing Kavira, which costs just two or 3% of the, 
the cost mm -hmm. of the, the typical health insurance benefit is a really easy way to offer a, a high quality, high impact, but low cost benefit to your employees. Mm -hmm. Next, I think all of our employees, employers that do offer health insurance offer at least one high deductible plan. And high deductibles are great because they lower premiums, but they also shift the burden of those everyday nickel and dime expenses onto the individuals. And, and those expenses can really add up. Uh, and so employers that, that do offer a high deductible will often pair a high deductible health insurance with Kavira. Kavira will cover the everyday care needs. And together, they're able to offer a, a really fulsome benefit to their, to their employees. And then finally, self-funded employers. So these are larger employers uh, actually stand to be, save quite a bit of money by adding Kavira. So by diverting somewhere between 10 and 20% of their typical primary and urgent care spend away from the traditional care setting to Kavira can actually allow them to break even or, or save money on, on the benefit. Oh, it's very cool. And that I got to say, I, I would think in this like work from home, hybrid work environment, that convenience piece is even a bigger deal. Being able to be at home doing my work. I need a doctor's visit. I need a lab. It's right there. I'm not taking time out of my day, having to drive all around. Like that's a big convenience improvement and a big cost improvement. Yeah, exactly. There, there are actually a few reasons that we added house visits, that we provide all care via home visits. One is, I mean, who doesn't want to have a provider come to their home and, and provide care for them in the living room? But from a more serious standpoint, uh, the health system really doesn't have great net promoter scores or, or great, uh, you know, generally speaking, people don't love going to the clinic. Right. It's confusing. It's difficult to navigate. It's, it's uncomfortable a lot of the times. Um, and all of these are things that I experienced quite often as a young kid and, and I knew needed a, a fix. And so we're working to flip the script and create something that people truly love. So a huge piece of that puzzle is bringing the clinic to the patient and providing mm -hmm. care in the living room. Now, simply making a service that's more enjoyable, you know, it's actually more important than that. I think that inconvenience is one of the primary reasons that people avoid care. So creating something that's incredibly convenient is actually embedded into our mission statement and orients everything that we do. And on top of that, from a business model perspective, we're actually able to, to reduce costs because we don't have that physical clinic location. We don't have rent payments. We don't have utility payments. We don't have a janitorial staff, which allows us to provide care at a lower cost. And so by removing that physical brick and mortar clinic location, we're actually able to reduce our costs pretty significantly. And then the last thing I'll say on that, which you just touched on is finally, the world is moving to this on-demand and delivered model. This was all spurred by COVID. We can get our groceries and flowers delivered to our homes. We have Ubers that come pick us up. Uh, we can watch movies on demand in our living room. And, and healthcare often lags. And so we mm -hmm. haven't really been able to get care in the living room until now. Yeah, I mean, I would say, I think you hit it, the, the convenience piece. All of our friends that work in the retail world, which Minnesota is very prominent in, understand the value of convenience at given a choice, we'll often pick the convenient option over the better option. What you're doing is you're making the better option more convenient, which great for employers, great for the patients. It's pretty darn interesting. And I'm, I'm curious, you know, you mentioned being an investment banking immediately before doing this. 
working on healthcare deals, did that did that experience along with growing up, seeing the your experiences going into the doctor, did the investment banking side influence going after Kavira, seeing the opportunity? Like how did it change your thinking about what you're doing today? Yeah, it certainly did. I, I had a really interesting view into the healthcare system uh, while I was working on those deals. I was focused exclusively on healthcare transactions while in investment banking. So it gave me this in-depth look into the inner workings of this black box behemoth that we call the health system. Uh, there was this quote I heard recently that I think sums up the health system pretty well. That quote is, whatever the outcome the system was designed perfectly for that outcome. Mm-hmm. And I think that applies really well to our current system. We're seeing higher prices, sick people, uh, shorter life expectancy, but the system's profiting immensely. And I actually, I don't think that there are any bad actors out there. I think everyone is just doing what's in their best interest, which is growing their company and making money, uh, you know, improving the bottom line. Unfortunately, it's really coming at the expense of all of us. And, and I, I think while I was in banking, I pretty quickly started to realize that the system doesn't incentivize preventive care because preventive care, it it just doesn't pay well. Instead, the system really incentivizes reactive sick care. It incentivizes efficiency, which is essentially another word for shorter visits. It incentivizes medication as opposed to lifestyle changes. And, And it ultimately incentivizes higher prices. So I think there's been a lot of talk of fixes, like value-based care gets Mm -hmm. tossed around often, but there hasn't really been much action. So we started Kavira with the goal of implementing that action that we really wanted to see. Very cool. And and I'm right with you. The the incentives are what matter. Often I've heard people say, like, they'll say healthcare is slow to react. I actually think it's the opposite. When the incentives change, healthcare is highly efficient at responding to them. But if the incentives are misaligned, well, we did exactly what we built the system to do, which is to follow those incentives. So yeah, changing the incentives, changing the business model, kind of you have to swim a little bit upstream or uphill to do it. So kudos for going down that path. One thing I'm curious about, you you talked about, you know, taking out the real estate costs, things like that has helped. You could have done straight telemedicine. Um, That's been a a trend for a number of years. So why why also have the house visits part of it in there? Why is that important to what Kavira is doing? Yeah, telemedicine is great. Uh, Obviously, that's a huge portion of our business model. Um, and, And I think that telemedicine, which has been around for 15 years, or potentially even longer, has kind of paved the way for this business model. Mm -hmm. I do think that telemedicine falls short in a few critical ways. Mm -hmm. So first, what what we often see with telehealth-only platforms is that someone will will go uh, talk to a provider and the provider will say, hey, you need a rapid strap test or you need a physical or you need some labs run. And all of those require in-person care. Uh. And so what we will see in those situations is that the patient actually pays twice. They pay for that telehealth visit, then they'll pay again when they go see a a provider in person. So it it actually, in those cases, can increase the cost of care. Yep. The the other thing that, that telehealth often misses is that 
there's no continuity of care. You'll see a provider once, you'll see another different provider uh, a month later, and six months later, you'll see a different provider. And and those people don't know your background. They don't know your your family genetic history. Uh, they don't know your chronic conditions that you're dealing with. Right. And so oftentimes, and, and this is not at the fault of the provider, but they're just due to the lack of information about you, they're going to be providing uh, suboptimal care. And so they, they by, can't build that relationship that you would get from seeing your provider. Exactly. And, and so by combining both telehealth with those in-person home visits, we're mm-hmm. able to provide that continuity of care and, and we're going to limit the redundancy. People are not going to have to pay twice for their care. Indeed. Let me shifting a little bit. Um, whenever we're talking with entrepreneurs, I always like to ask about the journey. And I'm curious, you know, so you, you started the company, you've been working at it now for all, you got customers, it's growing, you're, it seems like doing the right things. If, if you went back in time, knowing what you know now, you know, what would you give to, what would you tell your past self to think about differently? or appreciate more? Like what advice might you give to other entrepreneurs out there based on your journey? Yeah. Hi. Um, good question. This is both, both painful and fun looking back at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, quite a roller coaster to start a company and it's, uh, you, you both feel the lows and you feel the highs, uh, mm. pretty intensely. And, and so it's, it's been incredibly fun and incredibly rewarding. We launched the service, uh, two years ago, direct to consumer. We then sold directly to businesses before we started selling to uh, or through employee benefits brokers. And, mm. and I think if I were to start this again, I didn't realize the crucial role that brokers play in our healthcare system. As we've discussed today, the health system is complex. Yeah. And brokers know better than anyone what solutions are available on the market and who is in need of those solutions. The brokers know their clients best and have helped us quickly get in front of a huge number of employers uh, that are looking for a solution like ours. So luckily for us, we fill a need that both the brokers have and the brokers' clients have. So if I were to start Kavira again today, I I probably would have focused right from the the starting gate on building up those broker relationships more quickly and more solidly. Right on. You know, I've heard similar things from a few entrepreneurs about the the importance of figuring out the distribution networks early on and understanding their incentives and motivations to as a way to speed up the development of the company. So yeah, well said. Last question I want to ask, just what's next? Where's Kavira going next? What does the rest of the year look like for you? What what should we be on the lookout for? Yeah. Well, it's been fun. Um, we're continuing to get the word out on podcasts like this. Thanks again, Frank. And thank you, mm-hmm. Medical Alley. Uh, it's always an honor. We're continuing to add members and expand our geography. Uh, we have a few exciting partnerships in the works, which will bring home visits to a greater number of Minnesotans. We do have something that people really love and is getting people more of that preventive primary care that, that is so important. And so the, the next six months, we, we have, uh, you know, one of the big things is that employers are going to be renewing their benefits and we'll see a, a decent amount of growth there. And, and so I'm just excited on, on getting this convenient and accessible 
everyday care in the hands of as many Minnesotans as possible. Right on. Yeah, where um, if company wants to find you or someone wants to find you, what's the website? Yep, it's www.kavirahealth.com. And Kavira is spelled K-A-V-I-R-A health.com. Perfect. Thank you. And folks, we'll make sure that's in the show notes so that if you want to see them or you want to find them, you can track them down. And Andrew, I got to say thank you. Really appreciate you taking the time, sharing a bit about what you're working on and for working to build something better for healthcare right here in Medical Alley. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Frank. Indeed. And folks, that's another episode of the Medical Alley podcast. We appreciate you spending a little bit of your time with us today. If you're not already a subscriber, make sure to go and hit subscribe. You can find us at medicalalleypodcast.org. You can find it on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Until next time, have a great day. Bye.